In this corner, the color red. The same color <laughs> as the fiery passions of love, Valentine's Day, and embers. And fighting in the other corner, blue. Like Elvis's blue Hawaii and the sky and some oceans that are not the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most smarmy ring announcer. Of all time, I would say so right there. What do you think? You know, the ref normally asks for a nice, clean fight. What do you think he says in the Rock'em Sock'em ring? In the Rock'em Sock'em ring? Nice, clean fight, asking, punches on heads to bounce. I want to see, I want heads rolling in this ring, okay? You guys got to fight dirty, fight dirty. Headshots and concussions encouraged. It's pretty much what, it's pretty much true, true to form, right? Absolutely. True to form, yeah. Oh, yeah. Metal Absolutely. shattering. If you can it's decapitate like somebody, you are all right in my book. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast that takes a look at some of the weirdest, uh, more more bad, on the on the general bad side of things, Pretty board bad. games, dice games this time around, and uh, card games out there. And we, uh, we break them down for you. We review them. We uh, give you some thoughts, perspectives, and some things that, most importantly, you should never, ever play but you totally should if you're a glutton for punishment. I am your first co-host and one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Schungerberg, and with me here as always is... Gary Lively. I found out at an early age, sock and boppers do not make a good uh, a device when you're trying to be a rock and sock and robot, and the other robot Ooh. is your brother. Um, and you Did you kill your brother, Gary? Same. I, 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 didn't, trying to I say? didn't kill him. I may have hyperextended <laughs> his, his neck. Neck. Hyper... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. There was a couple of vertebrae that are a little bit farther apart. <laughs> Might be crumbled there. Yeah. <laughs> and also what it says, uh, I'm Jeff. Uh, I think for certain that I could beat, uh, you know, some of the great. Ah, <clears throat> oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> I'm Jeff Lee and I own a George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh... Mayweather, okay. I'm Jeff. I'm pretty certain that I can beat Money Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather in boxing. Well, maybe a boxing video game. Well, definitely a boxing video game. Well, maybe just a boxing reading book. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get to the illiterate joke before I... <laughs> you guys ever see that movie Real Steel with, with uh, Hugh Jackman? I, I didn't. I, I heard that was Rock'em Sock'em the movie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He like trains up a robot. It's this human training a robot to box, and they just like beat the living daylights out of each other in the ring. I'm trying to just get a get a little bit of a, a grasp of what your experience with fighting robots is. Wait, other is, than our it, last football, is game. that Chappie? Chappie is there's definitely there is a robot in there, but he doesn't box. He He's not. just like yeah. Chappie is an existentialist movie. Okay, right. I because but Hugh Jackman's in that as well, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's that weird. It's that weird, like Swedish rap group that's in oh, there. Oh, um, D. Antworth. Yeah. 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 They're weird. They're I, super I don't know weird. If, yeah. Yeah. They're, but they're, they're for some they're reason totally they're in punky. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it stars them, and it's only them. I think Peter Jackson just like he, he had like things have been building up since he did like some really weird stuff. First you of know, all, Real Steel got a seven point really one on IMDb. I'm like totally what did Chappie? Real Steel. Real Steel got a 7.1 7. 1 on IMDb. Uh, for the Dude, record, an- Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. isn't Chappie as Vincent Moore, former soldier. He is? Engineer, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he just likes I didn't robot. know that. He just likes robot movies. <laughs> I should have been cast for iRobot. I should have been cast for Wally. I should have been cast for Transformers. I should have been cast for The Terminator. Iron Giant. I should have been cast for all of those things. But you know what? Yeah. They spurned me. Here he is. Real Steel. 
I, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I've never, <clears throat> I've, I, I've never really played Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was never in my collection when I was a kid growing up. I already, I always knew what it was. It was kind of one of those games that transcended pop culture. I don't know how many people actually played the original Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was definitely one of um, those games where, uh, like, you, you always saw on TV and you wish you had. Kind of like the mouse traps of the world. And um, I had a mouse trap. Yeah, you I have a mouse trap. I didn't have a mouse trap. I. I, I did have mouse trap. I, I think kind of a, a by by our childhood in the nineties, as, as far as getting our our, our aesthetic time, our aesthetic pleasure, we were we're moving on to like Stretch Armstrong and like the mm-hmm. the, the Gak and Silly Putty, um, which, which I, right. I think those were in earlier earlier years as was well. Was Crossfire but. part of our time or before our time? It was it was part of our time. I, I, I always 90s. wanted to cro- I wanted always wanted to play Crossfire. We had a Crossfire in our house. We that we actually. We had a different version of the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was a much smaller version. Didn't come with the whole ring. It was just the characters. And it was Batman versus Mr. Freeze. And it was in the uh, Paul Denny uh, art style for, I think it was like for the Batman, the animated series. And you could like make them fight each other. And uh, that was the closest thing that I had to Rock'em Sock'em Robots. But what's surprising here, I have the page pulled up in front of me. Uh, Only... Only about 389 people own this game, or at least say they still own this game. So this is not hmm. a a well-looked-after game. It's only got 317 ratings, at least on Board Game Geek. So I don't know. This might not be the type of game that... You're talking about Rock'em Sock'em Robots proper? The- I am talking about the original, the okay. OG oh, 1967 wow. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Did you call that a board game? Just... I wouldn't call it a board game. Get in an existential debate here. I th- I'd call it a toy because, <laughs> yeah, I had something. I had I had this thing that was kind of similar. It was like these two, like, mm-hmm. you would attach them by one of their feet, and then you would spin this thing, and they would spin around, and, they, like, a lot of their joints were, like, um detached. Like the kickboxing one? Yeah. Did you ever play that one? Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. a button in the middle, and then if you kicked him, he'd fly off. It was super <laughs> cool. It was That was my version of Rock'em Sock'em. I don't know if it's because I came from an Asian asshole and they were doing kung fu, but... It was pretty incredible. <laughs> it was freaking awesome. I'm gonna try to look that up. I I don't know. I think it is. I think you could say it is a board game. I mean, it's it's a really thick board. You know, it's made of plastic. <laughs> it's a dexterity game. It's a dexterity game. I don't understand how you could say that Flick'em is a board game, <laughs> but Rock'em Sock'em Robots is not. I would say that it it definitely is a board game. It's just a very different type. Okay. Board game. Very yeah. uh. But it's it's iconic, regardless whether or not people own it, whether or not it's in nerd collections. The game is iconic, and so what we have here today is we have a Rock'em Sock'em Robots variant, a re-envisioning for the year uh, what, 2013. What, 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 2013. Yeah, only so only 40 years after after the prime of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. What about have... the prime of? Uh, um... Of Chappie and the uh, and Real Steel. When did that come out? Actually, that's probably around that date. See, it's a reboot. Yeah. Chappie, twenty fifteen. Uh, Real yeah. Steel, two. <laughs> uh, Real Steel's twenty eleven, and Real Steel two came out in. There was a two. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a there. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So right in right in the middle of twenty twenty. So uh, it's not out here's yet. It's coming thing. out. It's it's coming out in in this game came out in sort of like this where there's a lot of new there probably was a Transformers movie coming out a lot of big robots a lot of probably Pacific Rim Pacific was out Rim. so mm-hmm. they figured you know 
might as well reimagine our Rock'em Sock'em robots. But the other thing that was popular at the same time is a lot of dice reimaginings, right? Mm-hmm. You have, like, the Pandemic reimagining for their version of the dice game. You had Bang, I think, which just came out. There was, like, how many dice game variants started floating around? I think they're trying to um, take, like, you know, we had that board game revolution, and then I think people were trying to make it more miniature and travel friendly and so there are right. a, a lot of dice like I, there's a i have a settlers of Catan dice version um that like packs up super nicely into like a it's like a, a little bit bigger than a like a card box like a card deck mm-hmm. box or whatever i mean there's a ton of travel versions and i think they're trying to make it easier to play games like in, in any scenario situation yeah i'm looking at all these different dice games all i did was type in dice games in uh board game geek and i'm seeing everything uh between like settlers of Catan got dice game plus came out in 2007 so that was sort of a predecessor but most of these are 2012 2013 2014 like when especially bang the dice game came out 2013 same year as uh this game that we're looking at right here so these dice games are as you said they're much more portable and they're much more uh i think user friendly as far as just how easy they are to play I don't think you could make Rock'em Sock'em Robots more user-friendly, but you could certainly make it more portable. <laughs> and that sort of takes us to how portable is this game, Garrett? We, we're not I mean, going to we open should, the box do we, yet. Do we even say what we're playing? Yeah, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots dice okay, game. Okay, we, okay, okay, cool. We're playing the Rock'em Sock'em Robots dice game, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is as portable as uh, a can of Coke or uh, On the go. L- a LaCroix or maybe a LaCroix. Tab. A tab. Sure. At Fago. Did they can Fago? Mountain Dew. Fago. What I think you're getting at, why don't you describe them to them what the box box actually looks like, Gary? Box in quotes. Absolutely. The box looks like a can of Coke, a <laughs> yep. LaCroix, uh, mm-hmm. RC, a tab, RC Cola, Fago, mm-hmm. can Fago, yeah. if they can Fago. We get it. It's a can. <laughs> it's a can. It's, it's a, a can. can. Listen with nutrition facts on it. With nutrition facts. Uh, interestingly, it says twist to open, although you don't twist to open. You just pull it off. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Rock'em, sock'em, robots, dice, nutrition facts. Serving size, one can. Teams per can, two. We have our percentage daily values. Total fun, 11 grams for 100% of your daily fun value. Saturated funds, 11 grams. Trans fun, zero grams, obviously. Whack, mm-hmm. 33%. Pow, Thirty-three percent, bam! Thirty-three percent, eight fight dice, ten fight you're, cards. You're, I can get thirty-three, thirty-three percent of my daily dose of bam, all in that one can. Pretty That's good. Are you telling me? Yeah, the, the other sixty-seven percent you have to split up through watching the Jackass series. But uh, yeah, the, I got to swap over from greens, man. I've been doing those mixed <laughs> greens. I've been and, juicing you know, for I've been, years. I've been juicing for years, and I ain't got I. I get maybe ten percent of my daily dose of Bam a day, and it's not it's like, not cutting it, man. Not cutting it. Well, <laughs> one little thing I want to point Bam. out that I I think the R and D R and D department kind of looked over here is that total fun eleven grams. That's one hundred percent of your daily value. Then down down at the bottom it says percent daily value based on tons of fun, and uh, those eleven grams don't out add up to the tons or there. Ton. So, I don't know. Yeah. The math doesn't add up. I'm a little I'm a little suspicious of the nutrition scientists they got on this, but. But nonetheless, yeah. nonetheless, we have uh, our nice dice, Rock'em Sock'em dice game thrown in a nice can, which is interesting. I mean, I, do, do you guys see the parallels between Rock'em Sock'em robots and a, and a soda can? A nice cola. 
Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> the the best I got is that old Brisk commercial where they're they're he's drinking. It's the claymation, right? Drinks a can of Brisk, and uh, you know he goes up and he starts beating Sylvester Stallone starts beating the crap out of the other guy. It's like a Rocky commercial. You guys don't remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> there it is. It's, it it always it made me very disturbed. Uh, here, let me see if I can pull it up for you. Now that's brisk. Now that's brisk, baby. That break Save. with that little cutaway that I just did there, that was brisk. That was quick. Save oh, some of that for the sequel, he said. I love it. <laughs> Lord. That is, it's a very creepy commercial. Yeah. Now it, I don't know why. Why am I, con- that That was totally normal when I was a little kid. But now, I don't, I don't know. The claymation just has me a little bit off. Weirded out, but I guess yeah. I was... I was that was when uh, celebrity deathmatch was a thing. Oh know? yeah, yeah. There's a ton so. of claymation there. Yeah, I was so, gonna ask if uh, that came first or or celebrity deathmatch. And uh, sure that robot chicken second. and that came a little yeah. later, but yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's the only time that I have ever seen a can of something other than a can of whoop ass, which Stone Cold Steve Austin always <laughs> brings up, associated with beating the hell out of somebody. So and that, I don't know. And that's Maybe a stretch. A so, I, so to everyone <laughs> at home, everyone at home. To answer your question, whether or not uh, this game should have been in a cola can, we don't know why. <laughs> we don't know why it's in a cola. We don't know why. We we it's kind of cute, but that's about it. That's, that's about, about it. it. So watch you watch you give me a nice little scare. Show us what's inside the can. What's inside the can? Yeah. Oh, do that again. That's you guys hear that? One more. You guys one more. Oh yeah. ASMRs right. at home. <laughs> Dump out those contents. Yeah. All right. Mm. Here we go. What's in the can, Garrett? Uh, inside. Oh, sorry, I had to pick up that die. Inside the can, we have eight die, uh, four for each player. We have five hit cards. Uh, one with the backside are all blue. The backside are all red on the other other team member, the other player. And then one coin that you flip, and on one side of the coin, it's got two robots fighting. On the other side, it's got a rainbow target. And so basically, the object of the game is you take your four dice... You flip a coin, and it's either going to be the colors or it's going to be the icons. And you try to, as fast as possible, get your dice to either be all the same color or all have the same icon on them. So it's pretty simple. Um, If you are the first to do that, your opponent flips over one of their hit cards. It'll either be a hit or a miss. Basically, on your turn, you flip a coin. It'll either be the rainbow target, which means you have to match all colors, or it'll be the two robot icons, which means you have to match all icons. The first player to match... Either all the colors or all the icons. His opponent flips over a hit card. It'll either show a hit or a miss. First player to get hit three times loses. And then the only other twist in the game is there are... Um, one of the sides of the of each die has a little cross on it. And you can use that little cross. It's, it's kind of like a med pack, I guess. Which, you know, is... is on BGG, quite... they call it a block. But the okay. med pack makes more sense. Well, it's quite... Either way, it's quite prevalent in the Rock'em Sock'em Robot uh, extended universe. Either way, you roll that over <laughs> and you get extended universe. Yes, AKA you get to, you, the original game. In watch this out, Marvel! If you if you roll all four of those, you get to flip over one of your hit cards and reshuffle it back into your into your uh, into your face down cards, face down tiles there. And so basically, yeah, I mean it's a it's a fast rolling dice game that you know actually I think does a decent job of capturing the just the maniacal just like the. Excitement of yeah, rock and and yeah of rock and sock. I mean, no just strategy. Keep, just keep just, throwing ah! it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, maybe it, maybe you screwed up. Maybe you missed. Maybe uh, your hand slipped off the button, or maybe uh, dropped a, a dropped a die while you're trying to roll. 
But basically, that's the game. You just you roll as fast as you can and hope you get lucky. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, um, it, it, there's pretty much there's not too much strategy in this. The interesting amount of strategy that does come from the having the option to heal is it's a split second decision, right? Mm-hmm. You do your first roll if there's even one cross or. I think this is one thing that Jeff had to do. He had like two explosions and he had one cross on a roll, but he wanted the extra health. Yep. So he decided to take the risk, go for it, and uh, try and get four crosses on the roll. Uh, The only time that that I was a little bit confused by this, and we had to stop the game to talk about it, because for as much of a, for as simple of a game as this is supposed to be, (laughs) uh, there was a moment we're confused because. You flip the you flip the coin and you either do symbols or colors. Now you can match the cross symbols on the color game or the symbols game. Now if you match it, if you get all four on either one and you're the first one to get all four, then you heal yourself, right? You can you can take away one of your mm-hmm. little hit points and reshuffle it into your uh, your deck uh, of five cards, or if you were doing that, but if you were doing that in the in the one where you're supposed to match colors, you cannot get a hit in. Whereas if you're doing symbols, you can sort of hit two birds with one stone. You can yeah. get the It's like there's a passive ability them. for if you get if you match all the crosses, and then yeah. there's also you get an additional ability if you're also playing the symbols game, which is the hit. If that sounds confusing to you at home for a Rock'em Sock'em Robots game, <laughs> yeah, worry. you're right. It is. You're right. <laughs> that was it is. We're, well, I, Ooh, yeah, we're yeah, little, yeah. That was definitely. It was the only part I had to like reread. I mean, this this dice uh, dice game pamphlet here that I have is it's basically like a CVS link. Yeah, it's like a Walgreens receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just a very long strip of paper, and it, you know the rules are pretty simple. You just read down them, and then I got to the the down for the count rules where it, it tells you about healing, and I had to read read over that like three or four times just because it was so confusing mm-hmm. learning what icons it's talking about and, and, and cards and, and yeah. So anyways, yeah, that, that is the only part that's confusing about this game. Everything else you just roll dice. Yeah. Try to get them to match. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, could you go over the dice symbols real quick? Cause I know there sure. was an explosion and I know there was the cross, but what were the other ones? All right. So we have the cross that lets you heal. You have the explosion. Okay. You have the full body of the robot. Okay. You've got the head of the robot. <laughs> okay. You've got the ring. Uh huh. Oh, that's and what that was. It was a ring. I thought that was like a military symbol or something. And you have a bell. Okay. And you have a bell. Yeah. And so none of none of the icons make any difference other than you just need to match them, except for the the cross, right. the med, the med pack. And Everything honestly, it- good thing they did it. Imagine if they were like, oh, four <laughs> bells gives you this power, and then four rings give you something else. You know how long it would take us to make a decision while mm-hmm. we're trying to like speed right. roll. It, it'd be too much to think about. Right. And and then one thing I will also compliment is they made all the symbols different colors on each die yeah. so so like if you can't get you can't get colors and symbols to to line so you can't go chase both of the both of right. the strats if, yeah. if you're going for that cross symbol um did so you yeah. explain the hit mechanism in the game i did i, I it, it it's also kind of weird to not see but basically you have five little tiles uh the the face down it should just shows your robot color and on the other the other side, it shows an uppercut, and it either shows the head extending on your opponent or the 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 fist missing. So either signifying a hit or a miss. If you take three hits, you lose. If you 
if you get a miss, you you dodged this one, buddy. Yeah. yeah, and it's randomized basically, so you could get unlucky in your first three that you reveal are hits, and then the game ends super fast. So there's also an element of randomization there, um, or if you you can vice versa, you can get super lucky in your first two, uh, first two flipped over coins or whatever are, are misses, and that gives you two extra, you know two extra times that you can lose and it gives you a little safety net. So, which I should say is fine because this is a dice rolling, a random dice rolling mm-hmm. game where you're just trying to roll it as fast as possible. So, right. I, I think that's fine as opposed to something in like the walking dead. Don't look back dice game where they're encouraging strategy and then just take it all away from you. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's not, not fine. Okay. You okay, Digger? I see a tear shedding, I'm, and you're getting I, really quiet. I haven't. I haven't, okay. I haven't played a lot of dice games, guys. Is this is the level of simplicity here very reminiscent to like your pandemic dice game or your bang mm, dice? Game? No, no. I, I think they're they're everywhere on the spectrum. Like I, this is this. So this game's for ages seven and up. And seven, I think this is you could do this as a four year old. Sure. Come on. That's crazy. Sure, sure, but but still, I, regardless, I think it's a nice little introduction game to get you to get you on your way with with making decisions. Speed on, decisions, yeah, yeah. And, and there's only four dice here, as opposed to some of your games, like you know, you're rolling nine, ten, or more or more dice. Um, but yeah, I mean, rolling rights are, are really big right now, and those have some more complex decisions. Um, you, know, you can start working with prog- probabilities and stuff. You, you're not really needing to do that with this. It's just you know. And the probabilities you do need to work with are simple. Like two out of four is better than one out of four. I should definitely take the two simples that I have. That yeah, we very quickly were able to decide on the first roll. You know what we needed to go for. Um, there was. I some only messed kid- it up once. I only. I only was <laughs> cross. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, yeah. I, at worst, it's usually like we would match two and two. Like there'd be two explosions and two rings, and it doesn't matter what you pick because it's not like one is objectively better or different. Now, if they did add a wrinkle where those icons or symbols meant something else, you're giving up um, the simplicity, but then you're adding um, like additional mechanisms in the game. So I, I think for in this case, it's fine that they didn't do that, but I can see where that might be a way that they could add some, you know, another strategy into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- this is a, this is a fine foundation for an introductory dice game, Yeah, um, yeah. which is just a, a super simple dice game for, for mm-hmm. kids. And it, it kind of mimics, Rock'em Sock'em yeah. Robots. It was published by uh, by Mattel. I think they own Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Um, the And you, you know what was surprising? For something that we're saying is so simple but works so well, the designer who's listed on BoardGameGeek is Ron Trinidad. It's the only thing he has... It's the only thing this person has to their name. Uh, so I don't know if it's sort of like a one-and-done thing or maybe the lack of designing experience lended itself to the simplicity, which happened to work really well. But I think sort of the pieces fell in the right places for this specific game to... I don't know. It's exactly what you need, I think, for if you were going to take Rock'em Sock'em Robots and turn it into a dice-based game, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what I would add or take away. Maybe just like throwing a rule that you get to actually physically punch your opponent if you win that'd be pretty nice that'd be pretty cool um let's go ahead and just i'll I'll say it let's just go ahead and jump right into what some of the other people on online are saying about this game i said that about 380 people own the original rock'em sock'em robots this one as far as the dice mechanic only 85 people 
say that they've owned this thing on Board Game Geek. Did anyone look this up on Amazon to see how if it was for sale or what the retail value was? Or it's how seven dollars on Amazon. And there's three reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like three and a half stars. So wow, three reviews. Okay. I will say a part of the it, like I think because the game is so simple, people, not not very many people commented on the state of the game. Like people was like, I own it. I give it a five. And, and not everyone always writes comments on Board Game Geek, but usually there's enough. Um, it's the kind of community that there's enough material and people care enough about the game to like comment on it. But mm-hmm. in this case, like there wasn't that because it's so simple, there wasn't that much that for people to comment on. I will, yeah. I will read this. Like a lot of people seem to use this as a filler game. So um, this person said this is the best way to settle disputes. Um, you know, so we use it as a bracket battle for any gifts at game night. Um, and then he, <laughs> sp- for some reason, he specifically mentioned who won that certain gifts that day, which I don't really care about, but. I, regardless, like I think people understand that this is meant to be not a, right. not the main course, but an appetizer or you know a side dish for for. And for I board I agree with that person too because the game can be played probably in about ten minutes. Yeah, you know, if yeah. no one's doing oh, yeah. anything like like even if you have Jeff or me who are trying to game it as much as we can and like really go for the health extenders, <laughs> you're not gonna last. You're not gonna last longer than fifteen minutes. Here's another review uh, where. This person is saying, uh, Greater is he saying, simple game and surprisingly fun to play with children. Only takes a few minutes to play. The rules say player out a roll and re-roll at the same time. I thought the game was more fun if you race to match your dice. I would never bring this game to a table with gamers. So yeah, that's a most, fair review. Yeah, that's a, it's a very fair review. Super duper quick, really good for kids. Um, and the lightweight the lightweight aspect of it as far as mechanics go and how it's got the lowest weight rating on board game geek for those of you who don't know weight rating is how 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 much is being carried with this game how complex is it how difficult is it going to be for people to understand and get a hold of it and start playing the game there's almost no accessibility curve to this yep. game yeah. which is exactly I, I want to make a want. comment on like filler games in general. So I, I feel like whenever, usually when we have board game night, that there needs to be, a, everyone needs to have a couple because it takes like, you can't jump right into like, well, we can, our, our squad can, but a lot of people don't like to just jump right into like a spirit island or like a really long type of game. So I like right. to have like a warm up game at hand, like a space team or something that's collaborative. And it's not mm-hmm. necessarily meant about, it's not about the game per se, but it's meant for people to kind of warm up their, like the game playing mode or th- their mindset before playing other games. I think yeah. this one kind of fits into that mold. Like, granted, it's only two players, so I wish there was like more. But you can have like a small tournament or something. But it's a nice way to get people into the mood of playing board games, without people just kind of like chit chatting and talking about other things when you're trying to play like a more serious or more in depth game. One hundred percent. I think the best situation, Garrett. Tell me if you agree with this. This sure. is a game that you would play while you're waiting for people to like you've had maybe one or two of your friends arrive at the party and then like a couple of your friends are late or maybe uh you're trying to get everyone to settle down and play <laughs> spirit island but you know they're talking or something like that you know they're they're, they're doing uh they run out to the market to go grab something they they just forgot not everyone's there and so you're trying to kill like 10 minutes this yeah. is that game that you take you're out. trying to wait for alex walker to get there yeah, this is elevator music game. I, is, I think that's pretty accurate. It's it's also a great game if you're playing, you know, um, 
legendary, the alien game, and you've been eliminated, and maybe one other player's been eliminated. Everyone else is still, you know, they're they're quote unquote fighting for you, but you're like, I don't care anymore. And so you guys just go off to the side and you play a nice little little five minute rock'em sock'em game while yeah. everybody else is in the the tense situation of like trying to survive. You're like, nah, I'm dead. I don't I'm care. gonna knock your block off. You just <laughs> cut the tension with a knife by yelling that. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's good to have these little five minute games on hand to. To, to distract somebody if you're eliminated if you're waiting on somebody if uh somebody runs out to grab some some beer some some snacks or something like that you mm-hmm. have something to just to hold your attention and uh to just keep things going keep you keep the juices flowing so yeah yeah absolutely Very nice. agree with that all right so i'll go ahead and jump into my review then the only thing that i would adjust is sort of the clarity on the rules for uh for that situation that we arrived at, we described it earlier, how it was a little bit confusing with the crosses. That was really the only hiccup we had. Um, uh, I, in retrospect, as we've sort of been talking about it, there really is no difference to the color and like symbol coin flip. You know what I mean? It's like, I would like to see the symbols. The symbols have something going for them because you have the crosses that you can match up. I would like to see, just for the sake of balance, something they do that something different with the color matching up or with the color matching, sort of to give that side more purpose. Because it seemed to me that when you were matching symbols, that, that there was a little bit that was a little bit more of a round that mattered more while we were playing it when was when we were trying to match up the symbols as opposed to when we were trying to match up the colors on the dice because that one it was just getting a hit in. There was nothing necessarily special about it. And so there was a little bit of overlap there that because you had the added weight of getting the symbols right and potentially getting health back, I would like to have seen something and a little bit of an extra mechanic, not too much to really sway yeah. the game, make it too complex, <clears throat> make it make it any less accessible, but just something to add a little bit of balance. That's, that's really my only complaint. I think this is a really good elevator music game perfect waiting game like we were saying to kill the time while you're waiting for everyone to die out in a game of thrones board game and so you can go play something else i would give this a 4.3 not bad not bad at all not bad uh i totally agree with those points i yeah i think they kind of missed out on having the the purpose of the coin flip which i mean the strategy is the same in both scenarios You, you just quickly decide which one you want to go for and there's a little bit of wrinkle with the the health packs, but you, I think you could add just a touch of depth there, uh, just to change it up a little bit. <clears throat> because really, deciding or going for color or symbols is is, is no different. Um, the the only other thing I'd kind of add on to what you said, Thomas, is I I, I think kind of the theming is a little a little muddled here. Uh, the the coke can I'm not totally sure about, and then. Yeah, I, while I think the Rock'em Sock'em Robots essence of the, the toy slash board game itself is captured in this dice game, I don't think that really applies to a seven-year-old who's going to play this. Like, he's not going to really be like, oh, man, this does capture the frantic essence of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. He's just going to be... <laughs> so he's just gonna be, I'm pretty sure yeah. I said that verbatim when I was set up. Oh, yeah, this like, does capture the essence of life. Oof. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. So I, I, I and I, you know, and, and since this is a, a, a child's toy, I'm not really sure about that. I, I think maybe they could have gone with a more whimsical or relatable, relatable theme that would have drawn in more kids. But um, I appreciate the theme as far as that goes, because I, I, I do think it ties in well. But I think maybe I don't know how well it hits for 
its target audience. So, uh, all that being said, I, you know, I, I do think it's a nice little dice game, and, and you know, for its target audience, I, I'd I'd give it like a maybe like a five and a half. Wow. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I'll go. Yeah. So you guys touched on the theme. I I, I didn't really understand why I was in a like a coke can. I think something that would have been better would would have even been like a miniature head of one of the Rock'em Sock'em robots or something like that. That would have made more sense mm. to me. Still keep it travel light, um, but like kind of understanding the packaging compared to the theme. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that they tried to capture the essence, and I, I agree with you. I think it's going to get lost on a lot mm. of the kids that it, this is meant for. Um, Thomas was talking about mechanics earlier and how he wanted to see one more wrinkle. I think something that I've seen on other board games is they might have like a, um, a second dice type. So you might have a single die that you can roll separately and each so each of those six die would have like a different action. So instead of having the mechanic where the crosses um, mean something, maybe the winner gets to roll a dice for the outcome. So maybe, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe you flip, maybe then you flip, uh, like you get to heal or then you get to swap something or there might be something you can do there. Um, or you can add in the, uh, the mechanic of having a wild. So a color wild or a symbol wild. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think there's some things that they could have done. I, I do think it's a filler game. I think it serves its purpose. Um, I think the more I dive into it, I understand why board game geek gave it the score that it did. Um, and understanding the context of like, this isn't meant to be the main game that you're playing for the night. It's meant to be something to lead up to it or something on the side. Um, right. yeah, so it, it, it serves decently well in that, in that aspect. I'm going to give it, um, I'll give it a four. So that brings the Rough Draft Boys average to 4.6. The Board Game Geek average is a 5.8, so we're 1.2 points off from Board Game Geek. We, you know, we've been all over the map as far as our agreement and disagreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, we have not been in agreement with Board Game Geek. We're a little bit further down on this game. A little bit of an estranged relationship going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. we're 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 kind of getting getting off the beaten path here, but uh, that's all right. If you want to let us know what uh, you guys think, I, I think uh, Tom would love to tell you about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that what I'd love to do? I'd love to yeah. tell him about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to, if you like our review, if you think, if you agree with our score that we sort of gave it, then that's great. That's fine and dandy. You can go about your day. You know, you can whistle while you're working. You're already clearly in a good mood. But if you heard what we had to say and you want to knock our block off, if you want to go one-on-one with the great one in the squared circle and uh, take Rough Draft Games to task, you can do that. Just hit us up at Twitter, at Rough Draft Games. You can tell us which which is your favorite robot, red or blue. There's two of them. Which one's your favorite? Is, is it a blue? Is it more of a teal? I think it's blue. It's, it's blue. It's, a blue. Yeah, it's, it's just, blue. It's just blue. Yeah. Nice sky blue. Hit us up on what you think about that, too. If you have CTE and you can't figure out this Twitter thing, let's just jump back a, <laughs> a generation. Send us an email, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Be happy to respond. Maybe you just can't fit it into 280 characters. Maybe you're still rambling. Maybe you're repeating yourself over and over again. or You just don't <laughs> quite remember what happened. That email will do just fine. And lastly, if you like our alluding to Hugh Jackman movies and want a little bit more spice of life into other stuff and other types of media, come check out our roughdraftgames.com website where we have posts like thematics. Uh, Thematics are ways that we can give you movies to watch, food to eat for board games that we love to play. Um, On there, you can also check out other episodes of Roll and Move. And of course, we'd love it if you came out and uh, came over and checked out our All Rise board game, which we're coming out later this year, um, and give us some support there. And last but not least, we would like to go ahead and thank those of you who have gone to iTunes and rated us five stars. It helps people find the podcast. And if you you would like to turn this normal exhibition match into a no holds barred recommendation, 
of a board game of anyone you want. If you go on iTunes, leave a five-star review recommending a board game that we try and review, Garrett will go out and purchase said board game and we will review it on the show. That's a special deal, ladies and gentlemen. Garrett guarantee. Take that Garrett guarantee. Come challenge the champs with the Garrett guarantee and you will get to, we will, we will play whatever trash you slide our way. And buddy, there's no, there's no deal like that on the market. Okay, this is the only place that <laughs> you can get a deal like that. So you might as well cash in while you still can. And in the meantime, Garrett, can you can you just can you just get us out of here? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have time for today, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Our count is coming to an end. We will see you soon. One, two, three, bye, four. <laughs>